0: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Fantasize Me, the podcast where I take characters real or imagined, and I fantasize them as D&D characters. I'm your host, Zach Katz, and today is a special episode, not like the Halloween specials, but special in that I actually have a guest with me. Uh, hi. Hi, this is my sister, Steph. Uh, and she's going to be, uh, talking with me. Would you like to introduce yourself to the fans at home?
1: Absolutely, Zach. I'm Steph, your older sister. Hello.
0: Hi. So... The reason I have a guest today is because I am going to be doing The Doctor.
1: The Doctor.
0: Doctor. Doctor. (laughs) Doctor. Canine. So The Doctor from Doctor Who. And the reason Steph is going to be doing this with me is because she is a bigger fan of Doctor Who than I am. I
1: love Doctor Who. Yeah,
0: it's (laughs) her favorite show. We've been to like a bunch of cons and actually like We have pictures with a few of the doctors and companions, not to brag.
1: Yeah, it was truly incredible. Every single time you get to spend, I don't know, a second and a half with them. And they were the best second and a halves of my life.
0: Oh, it was so good. John Barrowman gave me the best hug I have ever had in my entire life. He plays captain Jack Harkness.
1: The photo of Zach and John Barrowman is the most pure image to ever exist. And I love uh, randomly posting it on Instagram without him knowing. I, I post it every once in a while.
0: Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll post it when this episode comes out so you know what we're talking about. It's so wholesome. So for those of you who don't know, Doctor Who is a British science fiction program uh, for TV by the BBC that was first broadcast in 1963. The series follows an alien known as The Doctor. Mm, doctor. Uh, who could travel through space with some companions and eventually he gained the ability to travel through time as well. Pretty cool. What's cool about him is that he can regenerate and transform into another person. So when the doctor dies, they just turn into another person. So the doctor has been alive for so long. The series ended in uh 1989 so after 26 years of filming but then it was rebooted in 2005 hell yeah yeah that is that's what we're gonna talk about
1: yes exclusively
0: well, yeah exclusively <laughs> because we we never watched the old ones we we love doctor tried. who
1: yeah
0: it, they're just they're like uh um
1: boring they're boring I'm sorry to say it. I know there are a lot of old school diehard Doctor Who fans out there, but um, they're boring.
0: They are kind of boring. Yeah, it's the (laughs) it's the same reason like I can't play the first generation of Pokemon games anymore, like Red and Blue, because we've we've just come so far.
1: Yeah, just the production value. If you do watch the reboot, the production value from 2005 to now is wild. Like the first episode of Christopher Eccleston is... It's so low quality. It is incredible, and I've seen it probably seventeen-ish times. uh I've seen that episode more than any. Yeah, it just yeah. gets so much better.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 just hard to go from like really cool effects and people that you like recognize, like you know David Tennant and Matt Smith, to just people you i don't know you get what i mean though
1: yeah yeah Yeah. and also the original a lot of them were in black and white and i know that that's a problem for some people myself included
0: (laughs) yes so today we are going to be doing the doctor so let's pick out the background so the way we're going to do this because i've never recorded with another person it sounds terrible um but thanks You're welcome. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you options and then you are going to be the one to decide. So for background, there are a few options that I personally think would be fitting for the doctor. The first one is Sage. So someone who spent a lot of time alone just studying the lore of the multiverse. There's a far traveler, someone who has traveled far. And then there's also uh, the haunted one. Who, someone who's witnessed something so terrible, like you can see the haunted look in their eyes at all times.
1: I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna say Far Traveler specifically because the haunted one, like, yes, the doctor is haunted, but played by different actors. The only really haunted one was David Tennant. And as far as Sage goes, the doctor is a loner by just circumstance, he doesn't like to be alone. Right. Whereas I feel like a sage is someone who's, like, comfortable in that. So okay. he travels everywhere.
0: <laughs> okay. So far traveler, that is going to give him skill proficiencies and insight and perception. And I know the doctor is currently a woman, which is awesome. I'm still going to say, like, he or they or she. It's it's going to be all over the place. You We're know who I'm talking about. Why it to Mix it up. It's the doctor. You get it. <laughs> So the Doctor, as a far traveler, they're going to get skill proficiencies in insight and perception. So I love that for them. Yeah,
1: those make a lot of sense.
0: Yes. Now, the Doctor, as a far traveler, is also going to get one musical instrument or gaming (gasps) set of their choice.
1: (gasps) Ooh, I love that. What does the doctor do? Can it just be a fez? Is that a gaming set, Zach?
0: It's not. Okay. So if you want to pick something else, what what instrument do you think the doctor would play?
1: Well, Peter Capaldi plays the guitar as the doctor. And I think he's the only one who plays an instrument. Yeah. And I
0: I can't remember. I I do distinctly remember him specifically playing a guitar.
1: Yeah. And also Peter Capaldi himself plays a guitar, which is very cool.
0: He's such a cool dude.
1: Yeah, I would say, yeah, I'd say the guitar at like, it's such a cliche instrument, but he's the only one who plays.
0: All right, so skill proficiencies in insight and perception, and tool proficiencies in guitar. (laughs) So now that we have background, we can move on to race. Well, once you know it, there just aren't any alien races that can live for such long times and regenerate. So I'm going to go ahead and just really quickly homebrew a Time Lord race. Woo! A Gallifreyan. Gallifreyan. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the race is going to be called Time Lord. Yay. For ability scores, we're going to have plus two to intelligence because the Doctor and other Gallifreyans are very intelligent. And then just like half elves, we're going to have two other ability scores of your choice increase by one. So that way they can increase intelligence and maybe wisdom, charisma strength just be absolutely shredded
1: Mhm. like all of the doctors very muscular <laughs>
0: yes that is a common trait of the doctors just mm-hmm. swole uh medium height speed of 30 feet and now we're just going to give them two or three special abilities so what do you think is an ability that all of the doctors have
1: so i don't actually know like i don't know how home brewing works so tell me if any of this is crazy But I think the doctor always having access to comprehend languages makes sense because the TARDIS, his spaceship, naturally translates all languages.
0: Mm -hmm. So
1: it would make sense.
0: Yeah, we can put that in. So what's like a snappy name to call it? Like influence of the TARDIS?
1: Uh, I know
0: it's like a psychic.
1: TARDIS translations. No? Okay, well.
0: We call it, yeah. let's call it TARDIS translator.
1: No, okay, because you're making that face in me. You can't see the face, but he's making this face in me.
0: I this is my normal face, incredulous. Yeah. Um, uh, let's just go Influence of the TARDIS. Perfect. So for Influence of the TARDIS, you learn the spell Comprehend Languages and can cast it at will.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: Which can definitely be overpowered depending on the setting. But in most of my campaigns, it, it won't matter. Like, language is never a big part of it and also if it's too powerful hey you're the dm just take it out it's fine
1: yeah i also think that something that would make sense for the doctor would be the ability to trance because the doctor just straight up doesn't sleep like they i I mean i'm sure that they do at some point but it's like a very uncommon thing and the only time they ever show the doctor actually sleeping or talk about it is once they've regenerated and their body is like fully breaking down and they need to sleep
0: so Okay, yeah, yeah, we can give them the elven ability of trance. Okay, so trance, I think that makes sense. So time lords don't need to sleep. Instead, they meditate deeply, remaining semi-conscious for four hours a day. The common word for such meditation is trance. While meditating, you can dream after a fashion. Such dreams are actually mental exercises that have become reflexive through years of practice. After resting in this way, you gain the same benefit that a human does from eight hours of sleep. So just trance like elves have. Uh, Let's give them one more, like... Time Lord specific thing.
1: Okay, hear me out.
0: Okay, no. veto, <laughs> veto already. Yeah, this,
1: this might be too much. But since the Doctor always has a companion, and you can't really, like, unless you had an NPC who is, like, specifically their companion, what if they had a familiar? Because they're... The Doctor's never alone. The Doctor doesn't like to be alone. When the Doctor's alone, horrible things happen. You know, when the Doctor's not alone, horrible things happen. But regardless, they're called their companion for a reason.
0: Yeah, I get it. I, I think that maybe, uh, like, they could just be a spellcaster to learn the spell, find familiar. I don't know if starting with a um, with a familiar is really feasible.
1: Yeah. Okay, so it has to be something...
0: Because if it's, if it's, like, right. a group of people pick Time Lord, then the DM yeah. has to keep track of, like, five familiars. Yeah,
1: yeah. It would have to be... Okay, I'm thinking doctor-specific, and I need to think Time Lord-specific. Yeah.
0: So the big one that we're missing, regeneration.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So, (laughs) so I I just talked about like having a familiar. That's like too powerful. That's not feasible. Let's make them immortal. Yeah. Uh, So, so I'm just going to put in when the doctor dies, you just roll on the re-resurrection table Mm -hmm. and come back.
1: Ooh, yes. But maybe it should be like a certain amount of times because the doctor can technically only regenerate 12 times. Okay. Even though, uh, sorry, spoilers, uh, Matt Smith, they like the time lords give him more regenerations, you yes. know, cause he saved yeah. them and stuff. So
0: let's add that. Speaking of spoilers, we haven't seen season 13. Do
1: not ruin it for
0: us. Don't please. ruin it for us.
1: Please. I will come to your house and I will yell at you. In front of your parents.
0: See, I'll come to your house and kill your parents in front of you.
1: See, but I'll also be there yelling.
0: Okay, Um. so yes, let's give them regeneration and make them essentially immortal. Yay. Okay, so regeneration. So whenever Time Lord dies, reincarnation is instantly cast on them. And this can only be used 12 times, Very which is still an obscene amount of times. (laughs) I mean, imagine if you were a player character that had to permanently die 12 times. Although I guess it's instantly cast on them. So Revivify wouldn't work.
1: Yeah, exactly. I don't know about any other players, but my characters fully die. I've had characters fully die like three times. And Zach being a benevolent DM has brought them back. But uh, that would be better.
0: Yeah. So they could just reincarnate, but it might be, it it could be funny because like in one battle they could start as like a uh, Time Lord and then come (laughs) back as a gnome and then in that same battle come back as a dwarf. That would be so lucky because who wants to be a gnome? Who wants to be a gnome? Some Um, people. I think gnomes are cool. Okay, fine. So the Time Lord race for ability scores, they get plus two to intelligence and can increase two other ability scores of their choice by one. Their height is medium. They have a speed of 30 feet. They have the ability Influence of the Tardis, where they learn the spell Comprehend Languages and can cast it at will. They can trance instead of sleep, so just meditate for four hours. And they have regeneration, where whenever they die, reincarnations instantly cast on them. But the caveat being this can only be used 12 times. And then after that, once they die, they, they die. I would also like to mention that of course, regeneration is going to carry over into whatever race they come back as because in reincarnation, you come back, you roll on a table to decide what race you come back as.
1: Wouldn't it be wild if the doctor started coming back as like different aliens? I would hate it, but it's a thing.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> he comes back as an Ood.
0: <laughs> he comes back as an Ood. <laughs> So now that we have the Doctor's background, Far Traveler, and the race, Time Lord, we can roll for stats. So that is when you take a d6, a six-sided die, roll it four times, drop the lowest number, add up the remaining three, to get one of the six ability scores. So we're going to do that six times.
1: Come on, 18 across the board. (laughs)
0: Wouldn't that be funny if we just rolled terribly? So we rolled for stats, and they did Fine. Uh, Full disclosure, Steph rolled the first three.
1: I am not a good roller. It is canon in my life.
0: Yeah, I I just thought, okay, anyway. So she rolled 10, 12, and 12. My bad. Yeah. I rolled, I got a 15, a 14, and a 14.
1: I told him he could re-roll the first three and he vetoed
0: me. Because it's very similar Yeah,
1: okay. The dice tell a story, I know, I
0: know. The dice do tell a story. So now we get to decide what the doctor's highest stat is. Uh, So that's 15. Where do you think the 15 should go?
1: I think the 15 should probably be in intelligence. The doctor prides himself on knowing everything.
0: Okay, so 15 in intelligence and with the Time Lord race, that's gonna be bumped up to a 17, which is a plus three modifier for intelligence. Nice.
1: Next highest is a
0: 14.
1: Are there two 14s
0: there are two 14s
1: so probably wisdom do you think wisdom yeah and
0: wisdom of the ancients baby yeah that's true
1: and i can't i'm debating between constitution and charisma
0: um i i personally would go with charisma because that is uh, persuasion, performance, intimidation. Mm,
1: that is true. The doctor is pretty good at all of those things. Yeah.
0: So let's okay. do fourteen wisdom and charisma. Okay. Now there are two twelves.
1: I think I think his dump stat should probably be strength.
0: Yeah. Okay. So twelve to constitution, twelve to dexterity, and ten to strength.
1: Yeah. The doctor really prides himself on being able to talk his way out of conflict. Yeah. yeah. For someone who does not like violence, he's pretty violent.
0: Yeah, he's caused like a few genocides. Mm-hmm. So now with a Time Lord, they get a plus one to two other stats, but none of the stats are odd and we already boosted intelligence. So we can just put the plus one into what his next two highest. So plus one to wisdom, plus one to charisma. Yeah. Okay. So starting stats, we have 10 strength, 12 dexterity, 12 constitution, 17 intelligence, 15 Wisdom, and 15 Charisma. So that's that's fine.
1: Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: all right, all right. Well, anyway.
1: Don't worry. We'll just give him some really overpowered magical items.
0: So now that we have all of that, we can pick class. So the Doctor... Insanely intelligent. I think we're going to start with rogue. Mm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was thinking barbarian.
0: Ah, uh, yes. Yes.
1: Just so swole.
0: Absolutely shredded. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking rogue because the doctor is like, they're very roguish. They do just like pop in, pop out, don't listen to anyone else. They just kind of, they march to the beat of their own drum. <laughs>
1: Except for, like, the master who really marches to the beat
0: of his own drum. literally. The master gets everyone else to march to the beat of their own drum. That's
1: true. It's alarming. Yeah.
0: So, rogues have a d8 for their hit dice. That means the doctor is going to start with nine hit points. Ooh, baby. It's, It's actually not terrible. It's just the, at first level, it's the highest number you can roll on the die, an eight, plus the constitution modifier of one, nine hit points.
1: He'll be using that resurrection in no time.
0: In no time. So for proficiencies, rogues get proficiency in light armor, simple weapons, hand crossbows, long swords, rapiers, and short swords. I know D&D, there's usually like a lot of combat. The doctor is not really going to be using weapons though. I I, I can't imagine.
1: Yeah, no, the doctor is completely anti-weapons.
0: An an unparalleled sword fighter, but still. (laughs) Uh, they have proficiencies with thieves tools. We can just say that that's their sonic screwdriver. They used to just break into places. That could work. For saving throws, they have proficiency in dexterity and intelligence. And I think that's perfect because dexterity saving throws are the most common. And the doctor should be proficient in intelligence saving throws. Yeah. Now for skills, rogues choose four from acrobatics, athletics, deception, insight, intimidation investigation perception performance persuasion sleight of hand and stealth i know that is so many they're already proficient in insight and perception
1: so the four that i think he would be proficient in are deception because rule number one the doctor lies mm-hmm. intimidation i think would be good because the doctor is really good at kind of walking into bad situations and being like, I'm the doctor and I'm the protector of this world.
0: Mm-hmm. So number three is going to be?
1: I think investigation. The doctor's really good at kind of sussing out what's going on. They're good at
0: sussing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And the fourth is probably persuasion because the doctor's good at talking himself out of a situation.
0: Okay. Perfect. Perfect.
1: Although I personally think that the doctor is proficient in everything, but whatever.
0: Oh, <laughs> Okay. Yeah, the doctor is definitely proficient in athletics.
1: <laughs> okay. Except for athletics.
0: Uh, okay. So awesome. They're starting with six proficiencies at first level, which is really good. I would say like on average, it's like four or maybe five. Uh, but the doctor is going to have proficiencies in deception, insight, intimidation, investigation, perception, and persuasion. Awesome. Now, at first level as a rogue, the doctor is going to gain expertise. So uh, the doctor is going to choose two of her skill proficiencies. uh, And the proficiency bonus is going to be doubled for that. So Steph, what two of those six proficiencies do you think the doctor is better at than the others?
1: I think they would probably be investigation and perception, because that's kind of the doctor's whole deal.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay, so investigation with expertise, the doctor is going to start with a plus 7 to investigation. My god. And right, yeah, and a plus 6 to perception. Crushing it already. At first level as a rogue, the doctor is also going to get sneak attack. I think the doctor is going to be used mostly for like role playing, so I don't see them really using sneak attack too often. Yeah. But essentially, once per turn, the doctor can deal an extra 1d6 damage to one creature that she hits with an attack if they have advantage on the attack roll. And the attack has to use a finesse or a ranged weapon. So I usually say like a rapier is a really good one for that because it's a finesse weapon, but it deals 1d8 damage, which is good. The doctor doesn't need advantage on the attack roll. If another enemy of the target is within five feet of it, that enemy isn't incapacitated. And the doctor doesn't have disadvantage on the attack roll.
1: I would just say right off the bat, all of the doctor's damage would be non-lethal.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. The doctor always tries to, always tries to save them. Has, again, has committed some genocides. But...
1: Yeah. It's usually not like his first
0: choice. Unless they're like a Dalek. Mm. Mm.
1: Still, still tries to like, no, not yet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the Doctor, as a Time Lord, they have access to Comprehend languages that they can cast at will. But as a rogue, they get Thieves' Can, which is a language that Comprehend languages can't detect, I think. I'll look into it. (laughs) No, I won't. So Thieves' Can is just a special mix of dialect, jargon, and code that allows the Doctor to hide messages in seemingly normal conversation. So just like using this innuendo to imply completely different meaning to things. So only another creature that knows thieves can't can understand such messages. We're going to go second level in rogue where the doctor gains access to cunning action. And I love this for him because now as a bonus action on each of their turns in combat, this action can be used to take the dash disengage or hide action.
1: Yeah, I definitely see the Doctor. I feel like it would be their bonus action, but also their action action.
0: Oh yeah, I the know. Doctor is so good at running. Mm-hmm. We were watching Doctor Who the other day and I said, wow, the Doctor must spend all of their off hours at the gym just running on that treadmill. Mhm,
1: mm-hmm. They are very, very good at that. They're like
0: gazelle. They're like, mm-hmm. they're like yeah, gazelles, each and every one. Mm-hmm. At third level in Rogue, they're going to get their roguish archetype. Well, I think it's clear what it's going to be. It's got to be inquisitive, right? Because the doctor is essentially just like this time and space detective solving mysteries and shit.
1: I would definitely say inquisitive is a good one because that's the doctor's, again, it's just this whole thing. All of this, all yeah. of these things. Yeah.
0: So at third level, the doctor is going to gain ear for deceit. So whenever she makes a, an insight check to determine whether a creature is lying... You can treat a roll of seven or lower on the D20 as an eight. And that's awesome. The doctor has proficiency and insight. So the lowest they can get now is a 12. Because they have a plus four to insight, which uh, saying it out loud, that's like not very good. Not great. But uh,
1: it's something. Yeah. And I mean, at higher levels, it will come into play. Yeah. Probably.
0: Probably. Mm. They also get eye for detail. So now the doctor can use a bonus action to make a perception check to spot a hidden creature or object, or to make an investigation check to uncover or decipher clues. So the doctor is just so good at rooting around for hidden shit that they can use an action to make an investigation check. And hey, look at that. Just make another bonus action investigation check.
1: Is the doctor just a glorified detective?
0: A hundred percent. Yeah.
1: That's a lot for me to take in right now.
0: I mean, y- this can't be a surprise to you. All they do is solve mysteries.
1: Yeah, but it never occurred to me because I didn't think of it that way.
0: Hmm. I just, uh, for the Scooby-Doo episode, Scooby-Doo is also an inquisitive rogue. And I just kept thinking, Scooby-Doo is pretty much just a doctor, but also a dog.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah. But isn't K-9 kind of like the doctor, but a dog?
0: Hey. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Uh, so the last thing they get, which I don't think they'll be really using too much, is called insightful fighting. So as a bonus action, the doctor can make an insight check against a creature they can see that is incapacitated, contested by the targets deception check. If the doctor succeeds, they can use their sneak attack on the target, even if the doctor doesn't have advantage on the attack roll, but not if they have disadvantage on it. So that's really cool is in combat. The doctor can be fighting someone one on one and the doctor can say like, a witty barb or something and just gain sneak attack.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely good at those.
0: Yes. Now that we have gone to third level in Rogue, we're going to multi-class. And I don't think we're going to revisit Rogue. I think we're going to stick with this next class for the rest of the levels. 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 I wasn't repeating it to like edit or anything. Those are all staying in.
1: Ah, got it. Now I understand.
0: <laughs> okay. So I think expertise helped highlight their best skills, which I think is really important because the doctor is definitely better at a lot of things than the normal person. And expertise helps with that. And inquisitive really helps them get that all detective thing.
1: Two hearts. They're even better at pumping blood.
0: Wow. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Next, we are going to Weezard.
1: <laughs> I am a Weezard.
0: So wizards use D6s for their hit dice, so they have less health than rogues. And with a plus one to constitution, the doctor is not going to have great health, but that's fine because they (laughs) can just, they can just reincarnate. Mm -hmm. So, so it's great. So now they have spellcasting which is awesome. They use intelligence for their spell casting ability. Intelligence is their highest stat at a plus three or a 17. So they're going to know three cantrips of their choice from the wizard spell list. And they are also going to have a spell book where that they store their spells in. I never make players keep a spell book if they play wizard. I don't think the doctor is going to have a spell book either. They're just magic. It's fine. Doctor
1: has like a mind palace, you know? They have a mind
0: palace. They have a mind empire. Mm. All right. Mm -hmm. So their spell save DC, like if they were to cast like hold person and the target had to make a spell saving throw, the role that they have to equal or beat is called a spell save DC. And for the doctor as a wizard is eight plus their proficiency bonus, plus their intelligence modifier. So that's going to be eight plus two plus three. Thirteen. Not great. Not great, no. Not great. And their spell attack modifier is going to be proficiency bonus plus intelligence, so plus five. Also not great. Also not great. I don't see them making many spell attacks, so that's fine.
1: Yeah, I feel like they would probably be using spells more for the role-playing part of things. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think the doctor would be great in, like... A mystery dungeon or something like that. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know all those mystery dungeons. All
0: those mystery. Du- I've put in mystery dungeons. It's fine. Okay. Anyway, uh, so there are all these rules about like copying spells into their spell book, replacing the book, the book's appearance. I'm not gonna worry about any of that because ugh, pass. But at first level, the doctor also gains arcane recovery. So. Ooh right? So the doctor has two first level spell slots as a first level wizard. They're fourth level overall, but first level wizard. And they don't regain those lost spell slots until they finish a long rest. But with arcane recovery, once per day, when the doctor finishes a short rest, they can choose expended spell slots to recover that have a combined level equal to or less than half his wizard level. So right now, on a short rest, just an hour long break, they can just get back one spell slot. So we're going to go fifth level. That is a second level wizard. Second level wizard. They gain their arcane tradition. That is their wizard subclass. And we just gotta go with Cronergy, right? Just time magic.
1: Yes, that obviously makes sense. Yeah. Also quickly, can I just throw in their arcane focus can be their sonic screwdriver. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I
1: know we mentioned it before, but I think that makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. I think, it, I think it makes sense for the sonic screwdriver to double as their like thieves tools and their spellcasting focus. Cause that's like, they, they like need it to function.
1: It's a multi-purpose tool in the words of Jodie Whittaker's doctor. It's a sonic Swiss army knife, but without the knife because only idiots carry knives.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I agree. Uh, So at second level, as a chronology magic wizard, (laughs) they are going to gain the ability Temporal Awareness, so now they can add their intelligence modifier to their initiative rolls. So that's really awesome, because for initiative, you just use dexterity, which for them is only a plus one. So they're not very fast. But now with intelligence, they have a plus four to their initiative.
1: Yeah, that's way better.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is.
1: Yeah, and especially I feel like the doctor really likes going first. Oh, yeah. So, yeah.
0: They're also going to gain the ability chronal shift so they can magically exert limited control over the flow of time around a creature. As a reaction, after they or a creature they can see within 30 feet of them makes an attack roll, an ability check, or a saving throw, they can just force the creature to re-roll. They're going to make this decision after they see whether the roll succeeds or fails, and the target has to use the result of the second roll. They can use the ability twice and regain any expended uses when they finish a long rest, which if you'll remember as a Time Lord is only a four hour trance. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. And what I love about this is if you were to use like the lucky fee or you were to add bardic inspiration, you can't use it once you already know if the roll succeeds or fails. But with Chronal Shift, you can make the decision after you see whether it succeeds or fails.
1: And that's awesome because otherwise it would be a waste.
0: <laughs> yes. So that's really cool. We're going to go sixth level. That is third in Wizard. That's just going to give the Doctor access to some second level spells. Now going in fourth level Wizard, seventh overall, and ability score improvement. So we can increase one ability score of their choice by two or two ability scores of their choice by one. Or they can take a feat. I think they rolled pretty poorly. So I think it would behoove us to just increase their ability scores.
1: That was, that was his nice way of saying that I rolled really poorly.
0: You did, which is fine. Yeah. I didn't roll that much better, but let's give a plus one to intelligence to make that an 18, which is now a plus four. Nice. And now we have another plus one we can give. Wisdom's at 15 and Charisma's at 15. Those are both plus two modifiers. Which one do you think we should bump up to a 16 or a plus three modifier?
1: Probably Charisma. Okay. Because he does a lot of interacting and I think that would come in handy.
0: Okay. So Charisma is also bumped up. That is now a 16, which is a plus three modifier. Beautiful. Those stats are beginning to look good now. Finally. Finally. I know. Uh, Now we're going to 8th level, that's 5th in wizard, just gaining access to 3rd level wizard spells. Some really good ones there. Fireball. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) So ninth level, that's going to be 6th in wizard, giving us another arcane tradition feature from that Cronergy magic subclass. So at 6th level in Cronergy, they're going to gain Momentary Stasis, which is such a cool ability. So as an action, the doctor can magically force a large or smaller creature they can see within 60 feet of them to make a constitution saving throw against their spell save DC. And unless the saving throw is a success, the creature is just encased in a field of magical energy until the end of your next turn, or until the creature takes any damage. While encased in this way, the creature is incapacitated and has a speed of zero. And the doctor can use this feature a number of times equal to their intelligence modifier, which is four, and regain all expended uses when they finish a long rest.
1: So does that mean that they can't take reactions?
0: Yeah, an incapacitated creature can't take any actions or reactions.
1: So they can't take opportunity attacks.
0: That is correct.
1: That's awesome because the doctor is always like... Really trying to protect their companion. That's like when the doctor gets the angriest is when their companion gets hurt.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think this is great because it's not like damaging. <laughs> not yeah. a damaging ability. It's just like, all right, you stay there. <laughs> we're going to go. Pause. Yes, exactly. So 10th level, 7th in wizard. They're just going to gain access to 4th level wizard spells now. 11th level, 8th in wizard. Another ability score improvement. So what do you think? Should we... We could increase wisdom to plus three. We could bump intelligence to a 20 or we can give them a feat. What are you thinking? Probably intelligence to 20. Okay. All right. So we're going to take that 18 intelligence and make it a 20, which is a plus five modifier, the highest it can be unless you have like a special ability or magical item or something like that.
1: Yeah. It makes sense to max that out as early as possible.
0: I agree because that's their spellcasting modifier. So their spell save DC for that arcane tradition feature they got, that stasis, is going to be now 8 plus 5 plus 4. So that's a DC 17.
1: Yes, it is. And that is a lot better than the original 13.
0: (laughs) Very true. Yeah. Ugh, I love that for them. Ninth level in wizard, 12th overall, they're going to gain access to 5th level wizard spells. We're now going thirteenth level. That's tenth in wizard because we're just gonna keep going in wizard to gain another arcane tradition feature from the G School of Magic, which is called Arcane Abience. abeyance I remember I had the same problem with this word uh, when I did Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She was also a G wizard.
1: Yeah, that. Because I'm pretty sure she, I'm
0: pretty sure she is a Time Lord.
1: Okay, I could see that.
0: Yeah. So this is a really cool ability. So when the doctor casts a spell using a spell slot of fourth level or lower, they can just condense the spell's magic into a moat, this tiny little bead. The spell is frozen in time at the moment of casting and held within a gray bead for one hour. This bead is a tiny object, tiny, (laughs) with an armor class of 15 and one hit point that is immune to poison and psychic damage. When the hour ends, or if the bead is destroyed, it vanishes in a flash of light and the spell that you froze is lost. A creature holding the bead can use its action to release the spell within, whereupon the bead disappears. The spell uses your spell attack bonus and spell save DC, and the spell treats the creature who released it as the caster for all other purposes. Once you create a bead with this feature, you can't do so again until you finish a short or long rest. That is really cool. Yeah, that's so cool. The doctor can like just put in a spell, give it to their companion and be like, cool, this will keep you safe. I got to go.
1: Yeah, I love that.
0: 11th level in wizard, 14th overall. That's going to give the doctor access to 6th level spells. They're getting absolutely jacked. 15th level, that is a 12th level wizard. Another ability score improvement. So now what are you thinking? We can increase wisdom, we can increase charisma, or we can give them a feat.
1: Let's think about feats.
0: Okay. I'm going to give you some options and you tell me what you think would be the most fitting. Okay. So there's Arcanist, where intelligence will increase by one, but it's already max. So that, that's not anything. They gain proficiency in Arcana and they learn the Press Digitation and Detect Magic spells. And they can cast Detect Magic once without expending a spell slot, and they regain the ability to do so when they finish a long rest. So that's kind of like they use their Sonic to look for like disturbances. And in most D&D campaigns that I've experienced, Arcana is kind of used for technology as well.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: There's Diplomat, which will increase their Charisma score by one to a maximum of 20. So it'll go to 17, which is still a plus three. They gain proficiency in persuasion. But if they're already proficient in the skill, which the Doctor is, they gain expertise. And their proficiency is doubled in persuasion. Ooh. Also... They can spend one minute talking to someone who can understand what the doctor says, and then they can make a persuasion check contested by the creature's insight check. If you or your companions are fighting the creature, the check automatically fails, but if the check succeeds, the target is charmed by you as long as it remains within 60 feet of you, and for one minute thereafter.
1: That one sounds pretty good so far.
0: Yeah, I agree. There's also historian, their intelligence would increase, but it's already maxed. They gain proficiency with the history skill. And also when they take the help action to aid another creature's ability check, they can make a DC 15 history check, and if they succeed, that creature's check gains a bonus equal to the doctor's proficiency bonus as you share like pertinent information, historical examples, to receive this bonus, the creature has to be able to understand what you're saying. And the doctor speaks all languages. This is true. So that could be a good one. Because if like a companion is trying to do something, the doctor can just help them and not only give them advantage on that role, but an additional bonus.
1: That does sound good. Especially since the doctor like canonically knows everything. Not literally everything, but like most things. Yeah.
0: Just this insane encyclopedic knowledge. Mm-hmm. There is one called Keen Mind, which I don't think is, a, I think it's a waste of a feat, but it, it's it's kind of fitting for the Doctor. So the Doctor will always know which way is north, the Doctor always knows the number of hours left before the next sunrise or sunset, and the Doctor can accurately recall anything they've seen or heard within the past month.
1: See, I think that the accurately recalling things make sense, but as far as getting lost, the Doctor is so bad at using his TARDIS to get places that he's actually trying to get. Mm. So I think out of those four, Diplomat makes the most sense.
0: Okay, you want to go with Diplomat?
1: Yeah, because Expertise is dope. And then he would have Expertise in, what, three skills? Yeah. That's a lot.
0: That is a lot. So Charisma goes up by one, which is just going to make it a 17, which is still a plus three. So that doesn't change at all. But now they have Expertise in Persuasion, which is so good. Agreed. So at 15th level, the doctor has a plus 5 proficiency bonus. So with a plus 3 charisma and expertise, they now have plus 13 to persuasion.
1: That is absurd. It's
0: absurd. I know. I love it.
1: Mm
0: hmm. Awesome. So they got their first. Uh, let us move on now. We are going to 16th level, 13th in wizard. That is going to give us access to those 7th level spells, 17th level, 14th in wizard. That is going to be, hey, look at that. Another arcane tradition feature from the Cronergy magic school, uh, for wizards. And this is going to be the last ability that the doctor gets from Cronergy called Convergent Future such a cool ability. Okay, you ready? The doctor can now peer through possible futures and magically pull one of them into events around them, ensuring a particular outcome. When here, a creature he can see within 60 feet of him makes an attack roll, an ability check, or a saving throw, the doctor could just use their reaction to ignore the die roll and decide whether the number rolled is the minimum needed to succeed or one less than that number. So when the doctor uses this feature, they gain a level of exhaustion, and only by finishing a long rest can they remove a level of exhaustion gained this way. So greater restoration can't help this. But essentially, they can just choose whether someone succeeds or fails on a roll.
1: That's insane, and that's something that the doctor wishes they had, and if they did have it, they would take as many levels of exhaustion as possible. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, barely evading death.
0: (laughs) Every time, yes. Every time. And there's no limit to how many times you can do this. You're just going to take another level of exhaustion every time.
1: Well, you can only take, what, six until you, full, like, perma-die? Well, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, technically there is a limit, and it's six. Otherwise, you perma-die. <laughs>
0: anyway. <laughs> uh, so we're going to go 18th level, 15th in wizard to gain access to 8th level spells. Ooh. So powerful. So powerful. So powerful. Uh, next is going to be 19th level, 16th in wizard, another ability score improvement. Ooh. So now we can pick another feat or wisdom's at 15 and charisma's at 17. So we could just bump wisdom up to a plus three and charisma up to a plus four, or yeah. we can go with another feat.
1: Yeah, let's do that. Let's bump charisma and wisdom.
0: Perfect. Okay. So wisdom's now a 16. Charisma is now an 18.
1: Nice.
0: I agree. Next 20th level. The highest level that you can get. (laughs) Uh, So at 20th level, the doctor doesn't gain like any new special ability, but they do gain access to the highest tier of spells. Ninth level.
1: Yeah, baby. So basically the doctor can do power word kill now. Not that she ever would.
0: Right. Yeah. But maybe.
1: But maybe.
0: But maybe. Like, are they Cybermen? Maybe. (laughs) Are they Cybermen? Maybe. So that is the Doctor, this time traveling space explorer. For background, we have far traveler. For race, we have the race that Steph and I really quickly homebrewed called Time Lord. They are a level three inquisitive rogue and a level 17 chronergy wizard. This is beautiful. So beautiful. I agree. The ending stats for the Doctor are 10 Strength, 12 Dexterity, 12 Constitution, 20 Intelligence, 16 Wisdom, and 18 Charisma. A massive improvement over those rather meager stats that the Doctor started with. Whoops. For skills, the doctor has a plus 9 to insight, plus 10 to intimidation, plus 17 to investigation, plus 15 to perception, plus 16 to persuasion, because the doctor had expertise in three different skills.
1: That's insane. The doctor's here to mess you up and find out all your secrets. Exactly.
0: Mess you up and find out all your secrets should be like the doctor's... Uh, tagline.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I think it is now.
0: Perfect. Look at that. Saving throws. They have plus seven to dexterity saving throws and plus 11 to intelligence saving throws. For languages, I just wrote all. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, right? Yeah. I don't know if comprehend languages affect druidic. And if not, the only language they don't know is druidic. And they can probably learn it. It's fine.
1: Yeah. If I were the DM, I'd be like, yeah, you just know all the languages. And then I would never have it come up.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Uh, For tools, the doctor has thieves' tools, and they're proficient in guitar.
1: (laughs) I I regret that decision. (laughs) Why? It just sounds absurd.
0: (laughs) I mean, I like, kind of. All right. An instrument space guitar. <laughs> Ooh, better. Right? Isn't it just yes. And for feats, we have diplomat. Uh, so now we talked about the doctor not being very like violent, or at least like non lethal. So what are some spells you would recommend that the doctor this powerful wizard would know?
1: So at first level, I think identify is a great one because the doctor just knows so much about so much. And it would be really useful to just be able to, like, look at an object, know what it is.
0: Yeah, and they can use, like, the sonic screwdriver to find information about it.
1: Yes, exactly. Uh, second level, Hold Person is a good one because the doctor isn't going to be doing lethal damage. Isn't, probably isn't really going to be doing damage. Yeah. So that's a good one to cast and then run away.
0: Yeah, it's a good support spell.
1: Yeah. A third level, you got Counterspell, which is personally a favorite. It's used to just knock out other spells, which is great. Obviously the doctor is not about violence, so just being able to protect those around them. Mm -hmm. And then you have Leomin's Tiny Hut, which I thought could be fun to flavor as like being the TARDIS. Yeah. And then when you get to seventh level, it can become Mordekainen's Magnificent Mansion and just look like a fancier TARDIS.
0: Ooh, yes.
1: And a ninth level Time Stop. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Cronergy Wizard. Yeah.
0: Perfect. Okay, awesome. Uh, so that is the Doctor. Yeah, I can imagine them... Just like, just like Scooby-Doo. They're practically the same being, uh, just like solving mysteries and avoiding combat by just using their superior intellect to persuade people to be on their side. And if that fails, just intimidating the hell out of them. And then using that plus 17 investigation to get to the bottom of whatever nefarious plot is going on. And if they do get into combat, just, you know, freezing the other person in stasis so they can run away. All very good things. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Fantasize Me. Uh, Let's do plugs. Uh, Steph, what do you got to plug? I
1: mean, you can follow me on Instagram. My personal Instagram is Steph underscore cats. I make embroideries and I do commissions. And my embroidery Instagram is bitches underscore stitch. And I also just made a Twitter because Zach forced me to. Hey. It's Steph D I follow Zach, so he retweets me a lot because <laughs> I'm great and I post a lot of pictures of dice. So you can find me, find me there
0: perfect awesome and you know where to find this guy on Twitter at fantasize me pod email in character suggestions at fantasize me pod at gmail.com uh, this was a character suggestion someone on Twitter because you can tweet at me also someone on Twitter suggested that I do the doctor and I was so happy to receive a recommendation uh, that I just had to go ahead and do it I have another recommendation already that I'm doing for next week Ooh. so I'll see you then.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Zach. (laughs) Of course. Bye.
0: Bye.